Good evening, and welcome to all listeners and viewers throughout Alaska and the United States. You are watching an episode of Danakanaga's Our People Speak series at the Morris Thompson and Cultural and Visitor Center, brought to you also by the Morris Thompson and Cultural and Visitor Center, Tanana Chiefs Conference, and Danakanaga. I am Sharon Hildebrand. Tonight's presentation, Peeling Bark, Creating Art, Birch Bark Baskets. Thanks to our major sponsor, Doyon Limited. And during the evening, you can find more shows on the Morris Thompson website. And if you feel compelled to support this type of programming, there are links on there as well to show you how to support the programming if you'd like. Again, I'm Sharon Hildebrand. I'm from Nulato, where I was raised by my grandmother, Ellen Peters. I'm the village outreach liaison at Doyon Limited. We have a great show for you this evening with esteemed culture bearers, Verniel Titus and Lena Ticket. They will share various topics on how to harvest, prepare, and create pieces of art. Verniel, good evening. Good evening. Verniel Titus Jimmy was born and raised in Old Mento. Born February 1, 1941 at winter camp, Verniel grew up learning traditional ways. This included watching her mother and aunties make birch bark baskets. Verniel is also an accomplished bead worker known for her slipper and glove tops. Good evening, Verniel. Good evening. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and uh, where you're from and how you got into these sort of uh, art, this artwork? Just mm -hmm. a brief introduction, please. Okay. My name is Vernell Titus. Used to be Jimmy. I was <clears throat> my mom and my dad was my dad was a lead dancer. His Peter Jimmy, and my mom was lead singer for Native dancing and. As I was growing up, I used to watch my mom make baskets. They never used to make baskets in Minto until they started bringing tourists in. They flew tourists, tourists into Minto from up here. And I used to, all the ladies used to have uh, tents outdoors in the summertime, tarp overs for the rain and the sunshine, and they sit under that tarp and they make baskets. First, they go in the woods and they get birch. Then after that, they go and they get the roots out of the thicket underground. In May, the roots are right on top, so it's easy to get. You wait till June, it sinks deeper into the ground, so it's harder to get. Same, same way with birch, too. In May, around the 15th, you just split it down like that with a knife, and it just peels off the tree by itself. But if you wait till in June, then it starts sticking. Mm. And if you run, if we run out of birch late in June, and we go get birch, we have to get uh, chop a little stick about that lawn, make it flat. Then we chop the tree down like that all the way down. Then we put that uh, stick in there, and we do like this all the way around till that birch come off that tree. Of course, it's already sticking to the tree. And my mom, them used to make baskets. I used to watch my mom all the time. I wonder how she do it. And I used to grab a little scrap birch and I cut just square. 
regular square birch and I watch her and I cut the corners. I just did it on my own. I cut the corners. Then I poke all in there and I put, uh, they don't use, they used to use willow for, just to make it hold together. They uh, make willow or roots to hold it together. So right now I use clothespin. You see that clothespin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now I use clothespins to hold the, all the birch together, all the pieces together, so we'll know how to sew it together. Very nice, beautiful, mm-hmm. Lena. And oh, sorry, Fernell. Um, <clears throat> so before we get into the details of making them, mm-hmm. let's introduce our uh, your co your co guest here. Yeah, and then we'll get back to how to make the baskets. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Good evening, Lena. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, good. We have Lena Ticket here originally from Kobuk, Alaska. She's lived here in Fairbanks for the past three years, but would come up in the summers for many years. She worked in Kobuk as a school cook for 35 years, and her, in her spare time, she likes to go fishing, visit family, pick berries, and camp. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Lena? I'm Lena Ticket. I am from Kobuk. Kobuk, Alaska, and there's only like a hundred people there. Mm. And I and a little bit more of how you got into making baskets and such. Okay, I used to watch my uh, great grandmothers make baskets. Mm. My uh, dad's mom, Mrs. Ticket. She used, used to make baskets all the time. I watch her, watch what kind of material she used. Same with my mom's mother. She uh, used the same material, making baskets. And then my mom started making them. And then I started help her, helping her when I was 14. And that's when I started uh, making the baskets. Wow, so since you were 14. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so we're going to go on to some questions here, and uh, you guys can share us some stories as mm-hmm. you've uh, gone along making these baskets. While we were visiting earlier, we were talking, and uh, we were uh, mentioning how there's always laughter going along with uh, basket making mm-hmm. and such, yeah. It's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Lots of contemplating and thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are what are birch baskets and how you become involved making them? I'll start with uh, you first, Vernell. If you could tell us uh, what are some of the um, uses for baskets. Well, when they uh, start making, they never used to. They never used to fancy the baskets or make hand like that. They just, I wish I could just put this thing down. They they just cut a square, big square birch off the tree, and they fold the corners. Mm-hmm. They fold the corners. Make four corners. They fold it. They don't cut it. And they use it to go pick berries. Sometimes they use it for a dish pan. They wash dishes in there. Yeah, 
So cool. Because uh, right now, the way it is right now, you see all the little holes in there. Mm-hmm. You can't hold water in there because it'll just all leak out. Mm-hmm. The long time ago, they used to just fold. fold mm. And they used to fold like, uh, I remember when I, went for, when I was a little girl, we went for cranberries up on the little hill. All the old ladies and my mom and their buckets were getting full, so they all got birched. They folded together, and I watched them. And they dumped their berries into that basket. Then they got the cover. They cut the cover around. And they put that berries in there, and they cut the cover, and then they got, <clears throat> they just get roots right from the, any tree around there, mm-hmm. spruce roots. And they just sew the top, mm. and they just stick a hole right there, and store the berries in there, like for Thanksgiving or Christmas time. They remember where to get the berries, and they go up and get the berries and have berries for dinner. So cool. Um, we had a lot of uh, guests tell us stories about growing up and stuff, but. Um, I remember my grandma had one of those fridges at camp where you dig a hole and mm. cover it. That, yeah. um, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, uh, even in, uh, like even fish camp, people used to dig hole in the ground to put their fish in there, right down to the permit where it's frozen yet. They put all their fish in there. there some of them, they dry them. But like the fish hit, the, when they save, they dry them too. But the whole fish that they don't want to cut right now, they put it in the freezer. They save it for potlatch, you know. They put it in the freezer, they put it in the cellar where it stay cool. And when it's time to use it, they just go and get it out. Mm. Good stay memories. just cool. Everything stay cool down there. Yeah. Very like cool. in springtime, or like when they catch ducks or something like that, they put in the free. The, I keep saying the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to keep cool, they do that. Wow. Lena, can you uh, tell us some of the uses that uh, you remember these baskets were used for growing up? <clears throat> um, my grandma's used to make. Uh, Berry baskets. Mm. Some of them are small and some large ones. And they would just uh, fill them up. And and when they run out of space, they do the same thing she was talking about. So And dig a hole, too? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow, so cool. Our people were so smart. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I tell my grandsons right now, Leon and Matthew. I tell them the old elders long time ago before us. I tell them they were smart. They didn't have to go to university. It was all up here. Mm-hmm. <coughs> they figure out to make canoe. They figure out to make boat. They figure out to make paddle, axe handle. All that just. There's one certain part on what they call the lush fish. Mm-hmm. Fish, little lush like. And they cook the head. If you cook the head, there, you could see all the kind of shape that you could see little sled like, mm-hmm. little canoe, little boat. Mm-hmm. That's where they figure out how to make them stuff. Mm-hmm. 
mm. just by that. Mm. Wow, amazing. They were smart, 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 smart people. Lena, was, were there other methods of use for the baskets besides berries? Um, some of them, when they uh, get the um, sourdough, they, uh, when they cook it, mm-hmm. after it cool off, they just pour it in the uh, buckets mm-hmm. after they make the uh, basket mm-hmm. and then cool it off and they would put, put it underground too. For that, and some would uh, you use it for uh, um, what was it? Rhubarb. Oh, very cool. They'd cook the rhubarb and put it in. Sometimes they put it in layers with rhubarb, salmon berries, rhubarb, salmon berries. And for our listeners who are not familiar with rhubarb, what is rhubarb? It just grows everywhere. Uh, it, I don't know how to describe it. Is it a fruit? It's a, a green plant. Oh, and you make desserts with it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Very cool. Good dessert makes good dessert. Rhubarb, huh? Yeah. yeah. So you'd start plants in the baskets as well? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. You know, they have uh, rhubarb that they plant, white people's plant. Mm-hmm. Ours is natural, just out of the ground. And it's not round, it's just a round circle like this. Mm-hmm. And there's leaves. And there. you got to pick it right away. If you wait, then they dry up. It's hard, hard to eat. Really and they hard. cut the they cut the leaves, mm. dice it all the leaves up into tiny little pieces. They put them in the ziploc bag and they put it in the freezer. And when they make potlatch, they dig it up. Then they cook the rhubarb. It's just like fruit. Mm. Yum! All you need is sugar and milk. Sugar and milk. It's <laughs> all we need, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you guys brought a lot of uh, beautiful examples. Can you tell me, um, Bernil, what some of the materials used in your baskets? Mm-hmm. Like this one here. It's a uh, lately made basket. They never used to make this kind of basket a long time ago mm-hmm. with handle. They just had oval-shaped baskets, long ones like this, like oven pan-like. Mm-hmm. But lately they had this, and they we used roots for the fancy part, and the willow in the back to hold the birch together. And the roots, it could be plain white, or you could buy dye from the store and dye different colors, make it, make it look nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Ingenuity, yeah. And then you have to look for a certain kind of willow that doesn't break. You can't just grab any willow out of the... Then you shape it down to the size that you want it. Mm -hmm. Then you bin it like this. If it don't break, then it's a good birch. Mm -hmm. I mean, good uh, willow. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the birch, too. When you go get birch, you way down at the bottom, you get some of it. Cut a little piece off and you fold it up 
If it don't crack, it's good birch. Oh, interesting. It don't don't uh, crack when you fold it like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them, they like to get it with designs on there, you see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Some of them got fancy designs inside, and they use that one. They cut where the sun don't shine, where there's more lo- knots on the back mm-hmm. of the birch tree. They, they cut that part, the other part they use, the good part they use. Mm. Beautiful. Lena, could you tell us about some of the materials you use in your baskets to create them? I use, uh, let me use this one. Mm-hmm. I, we use um, spruce roots, willow, and uh, to make the bottom, I, make, I use birch, but I put uh, cardboard in the middle and two pieces of birch, round birch, and uh, make make stitches to reinforce it yes ah and then i sew it with uh, imitation sinew on and these dark uh, birch on the basket sometimes i put them on the window mm-hmm. some birch and then every day when the sun shine it turned dark Wow. And sometimes I get them from those uh, trees, the birch trees that already fall down. I peel those, and those are already dark Mm. like this. And this is the outside of a gray birch, and it's different colors, like like there's a little rainbow on. Not rainbow like, like northern lights northern or something. Lights. Yeah. And there's this little stuff right here, like I don't know what they call these little stuff. Moss, almost like moss. Like huh? a little moss on them. It's just little growth that yeah grows. On yeah, it grows on and a lot of people like to uh, buy the baskets with all this on. Little designs. Yeah, little designs. So um, this one too I was working on. It's just a. One piece uh, dark, I mean, a white birch, mm-hmm. and I cut the trimming. And then I uh, cut little animals, and I, I sew them on, and then put the inside on, and then the willow, mm-hmm. and then the, um, the bottom. And we use, um, well, to poke holes. Oh, yeah, smart. These are, these are the homemade ones. And they're really nice. Mine is all homemade, too. Yeah. Very nice. This, this part is just nailed. This part is willow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Just I tap it in there, and then after you tap it in there, just pile it till it get you got to get it to the size you want it. What's make too much big hole? No, it's not good. This is just right. Yeah, very cool. Some of mine I didn't take with me are um, from uh, Caribou Antler. Oh. Just saw a piece uh-huh. and just... I bet it has really a good little handle on it yeah. to hold, yeah. 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 
I got one like that too, moose horn, that one. When I, all my stuff is at Grafton. <laughs> cool. I teach up there. Oh, awesome. Whenever they call me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone help you? Um, yeah. Yeah? I, I have some uh, Alfred Capsule. He lives with me. And uh, when I get, when I, after I sew it together, he sews the strip on. And next I poke holes on one, the your, bottom first. Your partner? Yeah. Oh. I poke holes and he stitch it. Very wow. cool. All this uh, stitching right there are are his stitching. I just poke the holes, but I, but I make the bottom. You gotta try to keep the stitches close so it won't get warped up. Ah. That's why we have to put a cardboard between the mm-hmm. two birch so it won't warp. So it's a mm-hmm. family affair, huh? Yeah. 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 He's been helping me for like maybe five years now. How about you, Vernail? Does anyone help you make your baskets? Just you? Just me. Wow. <laughs> and you were telling us earlier about how uh, the people used to come to Mento and uh, were you self-taught or were you self-taught or others showed you how to make them? I just learned. Wow. I just learned by myself watching. Uh-huh. And then one day... I never made baskets all these years. Then uh, about how many years ago? Six, seven, ten years ago, I think, when we had culture camp in Old Minto. We were staying there. All the elders stayed down there. Of course, the people from university used to go down there, and we'd take them to get birch, and we'd take them to get roots, and we'd show them how to peel it and cut it and clean it. And... The willow, same thing, and then we cut out the basket, and we show them how we make baskets. And I didn't didn't know that all that until one day, the all the mental peoples came up to Fairbanks for what's that thing they call in July? They Wheel? come up, yeah. Uh-huh. They all come up, and there was just four of us down there. There was Lige, Charlie, and his wife Susie. And our granddaughter and me, and Douglas was down there, my nephew. We stayed home. And I say, gee, it's bored, nothing to do. And Auntie Susie say, make basket. And <laughs> basket, how are I going to make basket? There's no, no nothing until I had all the tools with me, but I didn't know how to make the basket. So she said, go down to the kitchen and get plate and just make round circles, she said. I tell her, okay. I tell her, but then how am I going to do the corners? And she tell me, and I tell her, okay. Oh, I know what I'll do, I tell her. So I went down to where all them old ladies had tint. Mm-hmm. And I said, I should find pattern or something there. So I went to Auntie Evelyn's tint where she had tint and there was a bunch of birch scraps all laying down on the ground. And there was one corner just like that. One little corner with round like that. Mm. And I thought to myself, 
this could make a basket. I could use that for pattern. So I ran up to Auntie Susie and I tell her, I'm going to go buy this and see how it turn out. Go ahead, she said, you know. I asked her questions and she said, I don't know, I don't know how to make basket. I never made basket in my life, so don't ask me. She keep telling me. And so I made the corners. Sure enough, it came out just wrong. And I thought, how am I going to do the corners, you know, and how? I figured out there a long time, and then I just cut, start cutting. I cut four corners, and I base it together. And I soak my roots in water, and I start sewing. I got all done. All day it took me just for the, with that one big, one big bad bigger than those there. Wow. Silver dollar basket, round basket, my first basket, and I... Auntie, look, this basket look good to you. I told her, she looked, gee, you make good basket. <laughs> <laughs> you impressed your auntie, yeah? yeah? Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> so WIO is World Eskimo Indian Olympics for our viewers, viewers out there in case you're wondering what WIO was. So WIO happens in July. It's a display of Native events that happens usually the end of July, and it's a good celebration time for uh, rural residents to come in because it's the end of fishing right before silvers, and so um, people usually come in, like Verniel was talking about, and uh, mm -hmm. have good time with family watching Native events. Yeah, that's what they come up for. Mostly, mostly they come up for like a Indian native dancing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Native dancing. Minto was known good for native dancing. They used to travel. My mom and my dad, I remember, they used to just take off. <coughs> we're going to Fort Greeley, they say. For what? Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to dance. All the Minto dancers going to Fort Greeley. So that's what they did. They used to travel on dance. Fort Greeley Very and cool. the base out here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wish I could just go to Claire or someplace and find a good movie, old movie that they made of them dancing. Because mm. right now today I want the, all the boys in Minto to see how my dad used to dance. Very he was cool. a good dancer. Lena, could you uh, tell us a little bit... Um, about how you learned how to make the baskets. Maybe share with us um, um, with a story about you and your grandmother or your mother, how you learned how, if you can share that, please. Yeah, I watched my mom make the, the baskets and then my both my grandmas, I watched them. That's how I learned. And, uh, and then I started helping my mom when I was 14 I started making them and then we used to sell them and buy groceries wow and um, I started working at the school when I was 18 as a cook and um, and then there's nothing else to do in the evening so I just start trying to make my own pattern and make a basket so and i've been i i made a little uh tiny picture frame something like oh a square one like this mm -hmm. but it was 
of a small one, mm -hmm. like a four by four. It was the same, same design. Mm. It was a tiny one. So, and there's little hold on, hold on the side in the bottom. Mm. That's where you put the picture in. Mm. And then I started making that pattern bigger and bigger, and I got it to this size. Mm. And and then I make these. I make it oval. This is for five by seven basket. I'm in a pitcher, and I make little tiny, I think they're like a five and a half by four, mm -hmm. little heart uh, pitcher frames. It's square, but the opening is a heart. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Ah. Wow. That sounds like it was uh, a lot of fun. It also sounds like the both of you enjoyed making baskets to fill the time and yeah. be busy. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. And it's relaxing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you talked about uh, how you gather the materials in the spring. You said it's best to gather in yeah, spring. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to do it uh, respectfully with the land? Is there a way that you learned that you're supposed to do it or... So the tree survives. Is there any way that you learn? The tree will survive because it's just that one little area we get birch. Ah. All the rest of the sea. And is there a certain time? And you said springtime, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And you too, Lynn? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. May cool. is, the roots is right on top. It comes up in springtime, the roots, the tree roots. And it's are, easy to get. These are the yeah. spruce roots she's talking about. Oh. Yeah, they, they're on top. Sometimes the, they're really easy to get when, when you get it right away. And they're just pure white, too. They're right, these are all colored ones. But they're white. You ever heard how they uh, dyed them traditionally? What they used? Long time ago, they used to use berries. Oh, berries yeah. to dye. Very and cool. they used to do that with quilts too. When they sew beads with quilts, they dye it. Oh. The porcupine quilts? Yeah. They're hard to sew with. Uh huh. Of course, yeah. they crack easy. Yeah. You gotta just know how to sew with it. The only one that knew how to sew with porcupine quilts was Elsie John, mm -hmm. Peter John's wife. Mm -hmm. She did beautiful work with quilts. How about you, Lena? Was there a, you know, of a way that the um, roots were dyed and stuff? With same thing, same the blueberries. Ah, yeah. very cool. Love it. They Love used it. to go up on the hill some place they call there's a paint dry sand or dry rock or something it's just flaky mm. like flour mm. they say it's hard to find they call it see you mm -hmm. paint mm. red paint and see your tribe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know there's four different tribes in Minto there's and I'm, I'm you. Mm. That's that red paint. You see those design where people's got paint on their face? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's your tribe? 
My husband is terrible. Very cool. So they used to use that to dye the fancy their canoe. I mean, their paddle and fancy their sled with that paint. Oh. And it was hard to find. You guys just know where to find it. Wow. I heard about that. Uh, mm hmm that uh, material they're talking about. Hmm. So, you showed us all the, your baskets, uh, and you showed us some, what are the different styles of baskets? Um, you talked about that you'd like to share with us tonight. What are the different styles of baskets? Well, I don't have my pattern. I have all the kind of patterns at Birch Park Basket, but these are my favorites. I like to make these here. That's why I got all these kind. Uh-huh. And these are just fancy for people like these kind, of course, they got handle on there. Oh. And these here cost more than those other ones. Uh-huh. Those regular ones. I have yeah. some round ones in there, too. Uh-huh. Round ones like hers. Very nice. And the roots I dyed. I bought the dyer from the store. And these roots are, you dig them up, and you peel the bark off. You split it first, and then you peel the bark off. Then you sh uh, cut it, make it thin. Make it even. You have to make it just the size you want it. We don't use big, big roots like hers. Like this here? We make our small, you see them? Mm -hmm. Because they're easier to sew. Mm. We don't want to make big holes in our baskets, so we, you know, it's hard to work for roots because you have to split it, and if it's, you have to split it again, sometimes you have to split about three or four times to make it the size you want it. Mm. And it can have, and sometimes it got pitch on there, you can use that kind with pitch on there. Mm. Because the pitch sticks sticky, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's hard to. I just have a hard time to get that roots. I like to get roots. I like to split it, but everybody tell me how you do it. What do you mean how I do it? It's easy. All you have to do is just watch and learn. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. How about you, Lena? Is are there uh, different kind of baskets that you um, make for different purposes? I don't have that my pattern, but I got a, a picture of the diamond basket. It's diamond baskets. It's like uh, two pieces sewed together, like maybe twenty pieces, and then. Um, we just, uh, and some of them are double diamond and some of them are triple diamond. And those are the ones that I make too. And they're mostly uh, just, people just buy them for decorations. Beautiful. I also make little ornaments for Christmas trees. Oh, cool. With uh, the birch. And I sew little animals on them, little tiny animals. That's what I make too. Wow. So you guys just get really creative in making mm -hmm. different kinds of stuff then, huh? Yeah. I make uh, I make baby bur basket too. Oh, yeah? Two times I made baby basket. 
that's hard that to do. sounds like a lot of work that you gotta find just the right birch uh-huh it's got to be a big birch not a little birch big one and easy easy to sew what's mm. the biggest item you've made with basket with the birch um a big basket it's over here at Dinaganaga, uh-huh. it's 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 a white one, and it's it's a tall one. Oh, it's about maybe this tall. Wow! And about this round. There's one over there. Is it a lot of work to make those? It like a like you said. Is it a lot of work to to make the big ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I mean, not really for me, and I double the um, double the birch. Oh, that way it will be sturdy. Mm-hmm. After I sew it like this, yeah, I put another piece inside. Oh, so it will be sturdy. Mm-hmm. You want it to break, yeah. But baby basket is hard. Uh huh. You gotta just know exactly how to cut it out and where to sew and where to put it together. Wow. Make sure the birch don't crack. Wow. Just think babies used to sit in there a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe I sat in one, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. You guys are so tough. So... Thinking about these baskets and how you made them, what's the basic steps in terms of uh, how you make them? Maybe we'll start with you, Lena. What's the basic steps in starting to make a basket? If um, someone at home wants to know how, what do they do? Uh, we we roll out a piece, piece of birch, and we get a, our pattern and trace it out, cut it, and then sew it. And then if, if somebody made an order and say, I want a plain basket, so I would cut it out and, and use the, if they want the uh, white part like this or the inside part. So they have a choice of what kind of basket they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And, now they want um, mostly moose on their uh, baskets. Oh, so after you cut out that big that piece of mm-hmm. birch, then what do they do next? We sew the basket together, the, oh. the piece together. Yeah, and then we soak the uh, um, roots almost. I think overnight, sometimes longer. And then we get willows and make sure they're not really dry and split the willow in half. Wow. (laughs) So you kind of prepare months. Mm -hmm. And do you put them together in the wintertime as an activity and prepare, gather the materials in the summer? How does it work? Only summertime is when we gather the material. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, who who's uh, who gets you the material and stuff? And if someone wants to know 
or if someone wants to start making a basket, is there anything they should look for when they're in the woods? Um, some straight trees with no branches on it. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then they have to uh, find a good mossy area for the uh, spruce roots. Mm. It's easier to get it when it's moss. Okay. Mostly moss. <coughs> and then how do you... Uh, how do you make sure the willows don't get too dried out? Because you're going to do it in the winter. Do you still get the... Willows? Wi yeah. Um, right after it freezes, mm -hmm. I cut the willows. And uh, I just get bundles of them, tie them together, put them in the, uh, in the garage right now. This, that's what I did this fall. Mm -hmm. And I used them all winter. Oh, yeah. wow. I just bring in few at a time because if I bring a whole whole bundle of it, it will just dry up and get wasted. So I just only bring like maybe five or six pieces of willows. And okay. And you don't want it to dry out, you said? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Very good. Thank you, Lena. Vernil, can you tell us about the process that someone at home might uh, do to, if they wanted to start making some baskets, what do they need to do? Well, the first thing <coughs> I will have to take them out in the woods. Take them out in the woods and look for a nice spruce, I mean, birch tree. Then check at the bottom and see if it'll crack or not. If not, then it's good birch, so we get the birch. Then I'll take them and I'll take them into the woods where there's spruce trees, mm -hmm. and I'll tell them to dig up the roots. Then I'll t when they get back into home, tell them to, I'll show them how to put the birch away. Then I'll get the roots and I'll tell them, this is where you start now. You have to tear the roots. Sit down. They put tarp under us so we don't get that stuff all over. We split the roots in the size we wanted, and we scrape the top. We scrape the top, and then after we do that, we uh, roll it up like this here, whole bunch. Then we put them through another the uh, piece that we tear from the roots. We use that one, and we poke it through whole bunch like this. And we tie the roots together, and we let it hang, and then let it dry out. And then when we're ready to use it, we just put it in the water. Mm. Like this in here, I could just put it in the water and just start making baskets right now. I don't have to wait for an hour or two hours or anything like that. Got to be pro at that. So, uh, Lena mentioned earlier about the tree being smooth. Is there anything else you look for when you're looking for birch to make that 
our listeners should look for when they're looking for birch? So mostly is they look for just plain birch, but sometimes you look for little uh, moss or something that grows on the soot because under that, next to the tree, there's a design on there. Mm. So they look for that kind too, mostly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like some of my baskets got, see those little designs in there? Like that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So mm. is it a long process as well? Do you gather in the summer as well, and then you put them together in the winter as activity? Or how does, what's your process? I never did ever try to make baskets in the winter Mm -hmm. because I know it's hard to do with the willow Mm. because the willow dries up fast. Mm -hmm. The roots is okay, but the willow... mm. So I never try to make baskets in the winter. My mother-in-law used to make baskets in the winter time because she just knew what to do, you know. She, like, uh, she'll bring the willow in then she'll put it in the big barrel with, put it inside and let it soak a little bit and then she clean it and scrape on it till she get it the size she want. Mm-hmm. Like this round piece here. Yeah. She'll get it that size. See all these little designs? They look for that kind too. Wow. This is what she's talking about. Oh. The design on mm-hmm. the outside. Mm-hmm. Outside of the birch. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. A little, oops, sorry, mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's like green moss on uh-huh. Like this. Oh. And that's what the buyers look for, this. Wow, beautiful. Yeah. And this always. So my bear on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. You guys are so creative. So we're nearing the top of the hour, and um, Vernil, I was wondering, what's your favorite memory of making baskets? To watch all the old ladies sit under the tarp in the summertime. I still all could, I could just imagine them right now. Nice, hot, bright sunshine, and their tarp is, they got tarp up canvas tarp they don't use plastic tarp and they all sit under there busy making basket roots all over the they sit on big tarp so they don't they try not to let their roots and scraps get all over because they just keep it one place they say if it get all over then you'll just forget about making baskets and mm-hmm. you know you don't want that to happen so even when I sew beads, I save all my thread and put it to one place. Mm-hmm. I don't let it go all over the floor. Yeah. My mother-in-law told me, if you do that, then you'll quit sewing. You wouldn't want to go back to sewing. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the same with the roots. The, when you scrape the, when you scrape these huich, we call them huich. When you scrape them like you make a point to it and get all over the ground, then you just at the end of the day, you just put it all together and put it in a little bag or something. Don't let it get on the ground. Don't let it get all over the floor. Mm. They used to take care of their stuff when they do things like that. 
elders, old ladies. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that, and I still do that. I still watch, watch my thread and my scraps of baskets so I don't get all over. Beautiful, I love it. How about you, Lena? What's your favorite memory of basket making? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. About long ago, all kinds of stories they used to tell. And I just remember one, my my grandma, Mrs. Ticket, my dad's mother, she used to, she told me that um, one day there'll be a sickness that come in to the whole region and people will start bearing their own. And uh, I thought of it, thought about it a couple of days ago. And this is what she was talking about, this pandemic that come in. Because mm -hmm. she, she said they won't even have funeral. Mm -hmm. They'll just go bury their own families. She told me that and it just come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like that big flu epidemic they had a long time ago. Yeah. My father-in-law, he tell a story. He said he worked in Ninana. So right just, they had to bury them just on top of each other. Mm. No, no coffin, no nothing. They just wrapped them up in tarp mm. and just throw them in the cellar. Mm. They have to shoot all the dogs. Nobody to take care of dogs. Mm. Everybody was dying. That big flu academic they had a long time ago. Yeah. So, um, so just thinking back of your memories, it was the stories with your grandma and mm -hmm. her sharing stories of long time ago. That was yeah. your favorite memory. Yeah, and both of my grandmas used to tell me, treat pe people, and if you meet people, you uh, treat them how you want to be treated. Say, so talk to them and be friendly. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that goes a long way. I got a lot of friends all over. <laughs> yeah, right. Beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you both for joining us this evening. It's been a great show. And um, we're going to, uh, you and we, we just thank both of you for being here this evening and sharing all your wisdom this evening and sharing mm -hmm. stories especially and <clears throat> thank you all for tuning in and spending time with us this evening thank you to Doy Unlimited that we can put together these programs that are put on by the Morris Thompson Cultural and Visitor Center, Danakanaga, and Tanana Chiefs Conference. I'm Sharon Hildebrand. Masi.